welcome to the Fit Life with Jessica podcast, where we talk about how to create and maintain healthy habits with our fitness, nutrition, and overall well-being. This is a place where you can come to get real life, health, and fitness advice from a busy working mama who has a passion for helping others find their way to health and happiness. We're all in this crazy journey together, so why not lean on and lift each other up in the process? Before we dive into this week's episode, I've got to share with you some goodness that is happening inside my brand new monthly membership, Thrive. Imagine if there was a place you could go where you could get access to your accountability coach, that's me, a place where you could get weekly recipes sent directly to your inbox, a place where you can have recommendations for workouts, for eating, for my favorite podcast. Imagine if you had monthly training, that's education straight from myself or other VIP guest experts in the wellness field, and really just a place you could go and feel seen and heard, a place you could connect with other women who are on their own health and wellness journey, a place where you can go, where you have access to a coach literally in your back pocket almost 24 seven. This is a group that is designed just for you to help you level up and to help you continue on that health journey that you're on. This isn't a specific challenge. This isn't specifically for weight loss. This is for any woman who is really craving amping up her health, her wellness, who wants to feel better, who wants to connect with others and really just wants to thrive in her own body. If that sounds interesting, definitely take a peek. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to my monthly membership called Thrive. If you have any questions, send me a DM and I am happy to answer them for you. I hope to see you inside Thrive, the membership. Now onto the episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the fit life with Jessica podcast. I am so stoked to bring you today's special guest. I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle and Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Jess. Um, so I'm Michelle Beckner. I am a cyclical nutritionist. I live in the mountains, the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. So Jess and I, before we started recording, we're just talking about how much snow we have on the ground right now. It's like every day we're clearing snow right now, but I love it. I'm a total tree hugger, like crunchy nature girl. So this is my element up here in the woods. Um, So I am a cyclical nutritionist. Like I said, Um, I am an ex-chemical engineer. I have three kids. Uh, They are, how old are they? Eight, six, and three. And I homeschool. This is my first year of homeschooling. So it's been fun um, trying to balance that and regular life and and work and everything. So the kids are watching a movie downstairs right now. And I told them no interruptions. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Nice. I don't think I knew that you were homeschooling. So that's gotta be interesting and challenging and a blessing all all at the same time. I mean, what has that transition been like? Cause eight, what is that second grade? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So what has that transition been like from sending them off to school to having them home now? Yeah, it's been interesting. So last year was the first year I had both of the, the, the big kids, we call them the older two in school. And I still had my, my younger one at home. So I feel like it hasn't been too like drastic of a transition. Cause I've all, like, I've still been home with another kid and in some ways it's easier because like they can entertain the little one. Um, if I need to do something like she doesn't always need to come to me. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I could go on about homeschool. It, it works for us this year. It's definitely not like my long-term what I want to do forever, um, but it just kind of made sense for us this year. So it's been, it's been kind of, it's been hard. There's definitely things that I like about it. And there's definitely things where I'm like, oh, like, I'm so jealous of the people that can just send their kids to school. <laughs> So when I post about, oh my God, this is the first day back from the long weekend or from the summer break or from winter break, you're like, damn it. That is not yeah. me right now. <laughs> it's like, why am I doing this to myself? But of course, like you said, it's a blessing too. Like there's amazing things about it. Um, I just don't know if it's like the, the, what it's like me, like there's other women who love, I have friends who love it. Like that's what they want to do forever. I'm like, I'm having fun with it for now, but uh, it's not a forever thing. Who knows what's the people? I bet your kids are a lot healthier. I bet you have a lot fewer germs in your house. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's the norm. one of the things about it for sure. <laughs> I love that. So what do you and your family do for fun? What are some fun things you guys do? Not work, yeah, so not, not school, but other fun stuff. I love that question. One of our favorite, I mean, like I said, we live out in the mountains. So one of our favorite things to do is go for hikes. And yes, we have a lot of snow on the ground, but the cool thing about Colorado is we get like so many sunny days. I think it's like, we get like 300 sunny days a year or something. Oh, so wow. even in the winter, like you think it's like frigid and horrible all winter long, but it actually gets like really nice and sunny and warm. So even throughout the winter, we go on hikes to see frozen waterfalls. And so we love to do family hikes in the afternoon and then like come home and make pizza and watch a movie. That's like our oh. favorite weekend activity to do. I love that. I love that. Anything, anything that's like getting out in nature is my kids just love being outside, whether it's playing in the front yard with the new, the new little rocket launchers they got for Christmas mm -hmm. or taking them on a little, I'm, I'm not the biggest hiker in the world. I want to be more outdoorsy than I am. So <laughs> here's to that, but and getting them outdoors, it just totally changes their energy and mine too. I feel like yeah. it completely resets everything. I love that. And you guys have such a beautiful backdrop where you are getting outside and seeing the mountains. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. We love it. We love it so much. Oh, so good. So I love on your, in, in your story, you say you're a chemical engineer turned cyclical nutritionist. Like that feels like the biggest 180, but such an epic 180. So uh, tell us about that transition and kind of why, why that happened. Yeah. It's funny. Cause whenever like anybody finds out that I'm an ex chemical engineer, they're like, how, <laughs> why, <laughs> like, where did that come from? <laughs> but, and I, this could probably be like a whole podcast episode in itself. So I'll try yeah. to keep it short, but, um, so I was a chemical engineer for almost 10 years before I like left that completely to, to do my own business. But there was, um, a few years like transition where I was working as a health coach, so um, I guess for real, like the idea really started right after I went back to work after having my first. So like eight years ago, I think like a lot of us, like once you have kids, you realize like how time is so precious. And I was just mm -hmm. like, how did I end up here? Like, this is not, like I said, I'm like such a tree hugger nature girl. And here I am working in a chemical plant, making plastics and rubber and stuff. And I don't even use plastics at home. Like, wow. Like, yes. Why am I here? Like, what am I doing right now? This is like, this is not me. So I took some time to kind of, um, I was, I went back to work part-time and I was just kind of figuring out, it's like, okay, I don't want to do this, but like, what do I want to do? So I took maybe about a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, um, I kept coming back to nutrition. I was like, do I want to go back to school to be like a dietitian or what? And I landed on health coaching. Um, and so then I, I got certified as a health coach 
right when my second was born. So that was in 2016. And I started working like right away. I remember my, I started working for daycare, a daycare, um, a kid's daycare actually as the nutrition consultant. And my very first, like, um, I had like a meeting with the parents, like teaching them some stuff. And my husband came because my son was maybe like six weeks old or something. Like I was so like, I started a business business with a newborn. I don't know, like looking back, I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I spent the first few years, um, like, you know, doing both, like doing my chemical engineering job part-time and then doing, mm-hmm. um, health coaching on the, on the side, working for daycares, nutrition consultants. I would do, I did a lot of like in-person stuff, like visiting daycares. And I was really into, um, children's nutrition and like teaching parents how to start solids with their babies and just like teaching their families how to eat real food. Um, and then it kind of slowly organically morphed into, um, uh, working with breastfeeding moms whose babies had food allergies and food sensitivities. Mm. Cause I had that with my, yes, that's two. tough. Yeah. And there's so many people that are dealing with that, with uncomfortable babies or having to go dairy free. And, um, so I did that for a really, really long time. And then I stopped doing that. I know you didn't ask me for this whole story. No, this is exactly what I want to hear. I love yeah. this. I don't think I knew this about you. So please yeah, continue. So I did that for, um, I don't know, I guess four or five years. Um, and then I just, it like, wasn't again, like I got to the point where I was like, this isn't exactly one of like, I feel really, and still like, I feel really connected to like, to that part of life. And if any friends or any past clients or anybody needs help, like I'm happy to help them. But I just, it was, I was like starting to not love what I did mm. again. So I literally like shut down my business, like burned everything to the ground. And I took a year off to really, again, figure out like what I want to do. And then January last year, so like a little over a year ago, a friend of mine came up to me when I was still trying to figure out like where I wanted to go with my business. She was like, I want to get pregnant. Can I pick your brain? I'll pay you, like help me figure out, like, you know, set myself up for a really healthy pregnancy. And I was like, I am all for that. Let's do it. And then it's just kind of grown from there. Like she's referred me to her other friends and she actually just had her baby like a couple of weeks ago, um, like pretty quickly. And, and now she's got a new little one. So that's really exciting to see. And then it's just kind of grown from there into, um, helping women, um, basically like connect to their bodies more and understand their bodies more, like whether it's, they want to get pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy, um, whether they've got kind of funky cycles and they want to like have better periods or they just want to like feel better, which sounds like so like broad, but just like be more connected to their body and, um, and like love being a woman, even though that sounds super cheesy, like that's what I help people do. I I love love that. And I also love how you have kind of given yourself permission to pivot, you know, like when we are coaches, when we're entrepreneurs, when we're moms, when we're women, it's kind of like, our business kind of evolves with us, you know, mm-hmm. like we think, or this, I, I experience it too. Like what we think we want to do morphs into something else. And then that kind of morphs into something else. And I think it's beautiful that you've given yourself permission to, like you said, like burn the damn thing to the ground and like start mm-hmm. over again. Like if it's mm-hmm. not bringing you passion, even though it's like, yeah, I love that. But like, that's not where future me is going. Right. And that's not what like really lights me up. And I think that's really cool. And can be a good reminder to any woman right now, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, whether you're a woman or not, like permission to pivot, like permission to change, no matter where the hell you are, no matter how old you are, how young you are, like, it's not lighting you up. I mean, 
change, <laughs> do something right. different. I, I love, love, love that. And as you've evolved, as you've grown, as your season of life has grown, like you're able to help women in new and different and exciting ways. Um, and I also love that it has to do a lot of that, like stemmed with your children, you know, like so much of us, when you come back from maternity leave and you go back to your corporate job, it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. like, it's almost this like new awakening, right. Of like, I have this baby and I have this job and I'm feeling so conflicted. And like, that's kind of the impetus for all of this change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for me as well. So that's, that's really interesting. I love yeah. that. Have you always been really into nutrition has eating well and, um, a focus on solid foods, solid nutrition, like been a part of your life always, or is that something that's not necessarily always been that way, but has been in the, you know, last decade? I would say, um, I like this question too. It's, it's kind of always been a part of my life. Of course, it's like a journey. Like, you know, I've learned more and grown more and made changes throughout my life to get better or whatever the word is for mm-hmm. that. Um, but really I am so thankful because my mom, like we always ate real food. She always had a garden in the backyard. Like she never subscribed to like the low fat, like chemical foods. And so we always ate real food. So it was always kind of like cooking at home. That was always, always a part of my life, but I've definitely learned a lot. Like I think back at like some of the things we used to eat as a kid and (laughs) I'm like, wow, I would never, (laughs) but you know, like I've learned and grown, but I've always had that inside of me where like cooking was always a big value of mine. And I always really enjoyed it, which to me is like one of like the main, I'm sure you would agree, like the foundational piece of being healthy is like, you got to know how to prepare food at home and to cook at home. So that was a value that was part of my life from the very start. So I'm really thankful for my mom for setting me up. Yeah. Shout out to the moms. Thanks mom. No, I, I totally agree. And it's, it's interesting. The more we learn, the more we grow, like even in the last five years, I mean, really in the last like two to three years, I've learned so much about food and nutrition and what we thought we knew and the way I grew up, like you said, it's just knowledge is such power. Like knowledge Mm -hmm. is power in so many ways. Right. And the more, you know, the better you can do, right. The more we know, the better choices we can make, not only for us, but for our children too. Like so many of the women who listen to this podcast are mamas and they have little kiddos and like, we want to teach them, you know, to have a beautiful relationship with food, a healthy relationship with food. Like, and I didn't always have that growing up. Um, but definitely, you know, we, we were like, we had a lot of home cooked meals growing up, but there wasn't this emphasis on real food. There was, there was an emphasis on what is the fad diet that's happening right now? Is it low fat? Is it Atkins? Is it Weight Watchers? Is it this? Like, I remember all of that growing up. So I think it's so important for us women and moms to, you know, help like as cheesy as this sounds like pave the way for the future generation. You know, like I want my daughter and my son to have a really solid relationship with Mm -hmm. food. I think it's super important. Yeah. It's so important. And it can feel really overwhelming and really scary and really hard to, because it's like, "Ah, am I going to mess them up if I make them like eat this bite of asparagus or whatever? Or like, (laughs) it's like so hard to find that balance between like, you know, showing them how important healthy eating is without making them, without turning it into like this whole, like complicated relationship with food. Yeah, absolutely. Without villainizing certain foods, without it being 
a knockdown drag out fight some nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, my five-year-old, he's five, almost six. He's in kindergarten and he is a self-proclaimed picky eater. Like my daughter, who's almost eight, will try anything. She may yeah. not like it, but she'll try it. Right. And wow. I mean, my son would be happy eating chicken nuggets and pizza mm-hmm. and strawberries. Like that is all he, you know, so we're, I'm in the throes of like, yeah. really trying to expand his palate. Anyways, we could talk about that for a hundred years, what our kids will and won't eat, but you're yeah. right. I mean, giving them that is, is such a big gift. Mm-hmm, sure. um, this may feel like a little bit of a, of a 180 to, to change from talking about that to cyclical living and cyclical mm-hmm. nutrition, because that is kind of where your business is evolving. And a lot of what you teach on Instagram and through your podcast, which I love both of those PS is this idea of tracking your cycle, cyclical living and cyclical nutrition. Can you give us a little bit of context? Like unpack that a little bit for us. Sure. Maybe, I don't know if I'm going to give you too much, but maybe it would be helpful to start with like how I got into it, how I learned it. And then, um, then we can go into like more details about what exactly Um, that all is, but yeah, I'm a big, big fan of tracking your cycle and not just like, these are the days I have my period and like, and like knowing when you're bleeding or not. Right. Um, which I feel like I just got a Fitbit yesterday (laughs) and I saw it has like a menstrual health thing and it doesn't Hmm. just track. Like, I mean, basically it says like your period is due in how many, ever many days or whatever, but it has the tracker. You can track like your cervical mucus and like other things. So I'm like, Oh, wow. Like Cycle it's come a long way. Really yes. And my husband was like looking at me. I was like, I'm so excited. This is so cool. But anyway, I'm a big, big fan of what I call holistic cycle tracking. So it's not just tracking like your menstrual cycle. And especially because, you know, I get this question a lot. It's like, well, what if I don't have a cycle? What if I'm on birth control or I'm pregnant or breastfeeding or whatever? Like, this isn't what it's about. Yeah, that's part of it if you are cycling. But it's really at the basis of it. It's just being able to understand your body and connect to your body more. Because like once you understand, I always say this, once you understand your body, you love your body. And once you love your body, it's easy to take care of it because you love it and you care about it and it's your priority. So it's a lot easier to make those decisions about um, food and movement and, and all the things. But anyway, I started uh, with it, like understanding tracking my cycle and stuff like that. When um, I was trying to get pregnant with my oldest, it was like 10 years ago. We had a really, really hard time getting pregnant. We tried for years. I had Um, several miscarriages. I've had several miscarriages, which is Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I track my cycle because I've had issues with it. Um, So I I read this book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility, who I always forget the author of, but it's a really, really amazing book. Like it's, it's huge. It's almost like a textbook, but like I devoured it. I read it like multiple times. So if if this is like interesting to anybody, um, that's a really good place to start. And that's where I learned about like the fertility part of my cycle. Mm. So like I mentioned, cervical mucus, which is like the worst word ever, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but just like understanding, like how many of us, maybe we learned it in like eighth grade or something, like how you release an egg and whatever, whatever, like you're fertile for a few days and then you bleed and like, you forget about that. So like how many of us really actually understand what's going on in our body and just starting there is like so empowering, like understanding what's going on with you throughout the month. Um, so I learned about that and like how to understand my fertility. Um, and then where else I like, it's kind of neat. I've like picked up all these pieces throughout my life. And that's kind of where my friend, when she first came to me, 
to help her get pregnant. She could tell like, like I wasn't talking about this like publicly or whatever, but like as a friend, she could tell that I was like so into this stuff. Oh yeah. I want to know what you know. Um, So I actually, I worked for this woman who um, she was an herbalist and she lives in the UK and um, she teaches seasonal living. So that's Mm. where I learned about like the energies of the seasons um, and then like connected it to the energies of your menstrual cycle. And I like dove way deep into that and like the moon phases. And so that's where, so I learned like the practical side of that with your fertility and your cycles. And then like a few years later, I learned about like the energetics of it, which really, really interested me. And then um, towards the end, like a little bit before I left my corporate job, I got really sick with mold illness. It was like, it was a really like low point in my life and in my health. And a lot of like where my healing came from was balancing my hormones and like, yeah, that like, you wouldn't think that's related to mold illness, but like getting, just getting my body like back on track, focusing on balancing my hormones was like a really big key to that. So I learned a lot through, um, I'm sure a lot of people, if you know anything about cycle syncing, you've heard of Alyssa Vitti. So I dove into, to her work where I learned more about like cyclical nutrition and balancing your hormones and things like that. So I like took all these pieces and like different parts of seasonal living and um, cycle syncing and sort of made them into my own way of life, which I call cyclical living and cyclical nutrition. And it's just like, I get really excited when I talk about it. Cause I think it's so fun. It's so fun. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> I think it's one of those like untapped mysteries of the world or like an mm-hmm. untapped superpower that women have. And it is such a damn shame that we have not learned about this. Like so many of us have not learned about this until we're in our thirties. Like mm-hmm. I did not learn about cycle tracking, um, until I think it was the beginning of last year, which is I think where you and I met in a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And that is literally the first time I had ever heard about cycle thinking and cycle tracking. I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? I'm on birth control. Like, what is this? Like, yeah, we all learned like in eighth grade, we got the pink book and we had to separate in the class. Right. And it's like, yeah, you can get pregnant by, if you have your sex and this is when your period is and always carry a tampon. Like, and that is the extent of what we learned. And then, like you said, when we tried to get pregnant, we did, you know, we, I did start tracking a little bit when I wanted to get pregnant, but we didn't, I didn't get a chance to dive deep into it. Cause we got pregnant pretty quickly, which I understand it's not the case for all, but it was like, it didn't cause me to dive deeper. Like it did you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, these are the days I'm ovulating. So we better have sex these days. And like, that was it. Mm-hmm. So it is, if there is one thing that a woman can do to really tap into her own body and harness her own superpowers, it is understand your freaking cycle, like understand what it does, what it means. Like there's so it, it feels maybe bigger than it actually is. Like it's truly simple. And it, like you said, it mimics the energy of the four seasons of the year. It mimics the four phases of the moon and like the way it all works together literally blows my mind. Like my mm-hmm. husband kind of thinks I'm nuts when I start talking about it, but he's a dude. So he doesn't understand, you know, right. and I just get so like, woo woo. And like, mm-hmm. wow, this is crazy. And he's, Calm down, Jessica. I read the book, um, 
do less by mm-hmm. Kate Northrup, Northrup, which is an yeah. amazing read. And yeah. that's where she goes a lot deeper into the cycle thinking and how it, you know, also mimics the faces of the moon and if it mimics the energy of the seasons. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is amazing. Everybody needs to know this. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel. And then I also feel bad for the dudes who don't get it. I'm like, oh, poor you. Like that sucks. <laughs> Must be boring to be you. <laughs> right. I mean, it was such probably the biggest eye opener for me was that a man is a man runs and no shade to the men. PS um, a man runs on a 24 hour clock, like with all their hormones and all their insights and everything else. Like they reset every 24 hours. Must That must be nice. And women run on a 28 day clock or 28 day cycle. And like the modern day work week of working nine to five, five days a week was built on a man's schedule of a 24 hour cycle when women don't physically work that way. Like mother nature, God source did not design us to work that way. And I'm like, Oh my God, my mind is blown. Like that fact alone blew my freaking mind. Yeah. And it feels so good. You're like, Oh my God, not like, I'm not crazy. I'm not like a horrible mess. Like it, it all makes sense. Like, yes. Now I understand why some days I don't feel like doing anything. And some days I'm superwoman. Like Yes. Crazy. Like I I got this under control. (laughs) You could tell we are both really excited about this and I'm still a very newbie, but like I can get on fire talking about this. Like just, just like you said, knowing like I am not alone. I am not, something isn't wrong with me. Like I used to ask my, like, what is wrong with me? I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me? I have no energy. What is wrong with me? I cannot finish a workout today. And I would literally ask myself that. And what I like sick, like unhealthy mm-hmm. way to think what is wrong with me? Like mm-hmm. sis, it's not you. Right. It's not yeah. you. It's your cycle. Mm-hmm. So tell our listeners, tell us if you're brand new and you want to start, like, I want to understand this more. I want to start tracking my cycle. Like, what does that look like? Like basics of that? What is a good kind of like diving board, like a springboard for somebody to start? Yeah. So, um, tracking your cycle is definitely the best place to start just tracking yourself. Like I said, like if you're not cycling, just, it's really like, it's so powerful just to kind of check in with yourself. Like, how am I feeling? How's my energy level? Do I have any physical symptoms? Like do I have headaches today? How did I sleep last night? Um, how are my emotions today? Uh, like all those things. So it's again, not necessarily tracking your cycle, but um, really at the base of it, just like being able to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have, and I, I, I think you either have the link or I can give you the link to my holistic cycle tracker. So in my opinion, that's the best place to start, but there's, like yes. I said, there's a ton of different trackers out there, but just make sure it's like, it's more than just, am I bleeding or not bleeding? Was my flow strong today or heavy today or whatever? Like, and make sure there's a place at least for you to add notes about how you're feeling. Like all those questions I asked, but all those questions are in my cycle tracker. It's just an Excel spreadsheet that you can fill out like on your, it's a Google doc. Um, so, and you check in with yourself morning and night. So you ask yourself those questions, like, how did I sleep last night? What does my energy feel like? Um, things like that in the morning. And then in the evening, check back in and say, and, and ask yourself, like, what were my emotions like today? Um, did I move today? And how did it make me feel? And um, you'll start to notice, first of all, the power in just like getting connected with yourself, just like two quick times a day. Like, cause so it's, especially as mamas, like you said, like, it's so easy to just go throughout the day. And then by the end of the day, it'd be like, phew, glad that's done without even like noticing 
like how you felt that day or did things feel really good or did something feel not so good? Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> so anyway. Your cycle tracker, like how powerful it is to just like check in with yourself twice a day. Right. Yeah, exactly. So then you can do the cycle tracker every day and maybe you'll start to notice patterns. Maybe you won't, but like, regardless, it's going to like unlock all the mysteries of your body <laughs> and make you feel um, so much better just understanding your body more. And then also in that cycle tracker, um, if you want to get into like cyclical nutrition, I have like a little reference tab on there um, because it can, you can, if you want to, of course, like really dive into like cyclical nutrition and I call it seasonal energetics. So like the energies of the different phases and the seasons, but if you just want like a cheat sheet and like, tell me what to do, <laughs> then there's a reference tab on there, which um, suggests like a few different, um, I think I just did veggies. Uh, maybe fruits, but a few different veggies that are like supportive for each phase of your cycle. Okay. Um, the first seed cycling, if anyone's ever heard of that, like which seeds are supportive during that phase and the energies of the phase. So it's got, it's like a really good kind of beginner's guide, um, to just get you started without having to like dive in and get all confused and overwhelmed and make it into like this whole thing that yeah. <laughs> doesn't be. I think that's really awesome. And I think it's important to call out like you can start this so simply with the, like you said, with the Google doc, like you've got, so I'll put a link in the show notes for, um, Michelle's free cycle tracker. I've actually, I have it and I've used it. I'm horrible about keeping up with it, <laughs> but when I do use it, it is so eye opening to see, um, like you said, to see patterns start emerging. And it's just really not powerful, not comforting, but it, like, it's just, it's such a lovely thing to do for yourself to check in with yourself twice a day. Like you said, like we're so busy. And by the end of the day, you just like want to collapse on the couch and watch an episode of real housewives or dive into a book you're reading or catch up on work. But like, just to take those two to three minutes to check in with yourself and be like, damn, I really was like feeling myself today. Like I mm -hmm. felt really awesome. Like I had high energy, like I just felt great. Or on the flip side, like, wow, I felt the need to take a nap in the afternoon and I couldn't get through, you know, a hard workout today. I felt the need to walk today and just like to be so much more, like you said, in touch with your body. Like this isn't only for a woman who's trying to get pregnant or not get pregnant. Hello. Um, this is for anybody who is a female and who wants to understand her body and like the cool thing is when you understand it, then you can lean into the power of it mm -hmm. and do things at certain times that just make more sense. Instead of like trying to swim upstream, if you understand during this phase of your cycle, cause there's four main phases during mm -hmm. this phase, I really need to lean into, for example, rest more and going inward and chilling out a little bit more and taking it easy instead of going to CrossFit five days a week. Like mm -hmm. you're not swimming upstream anymore. You're going with the current when you understand what phase you're in, what cycle you're in and what to best do to support yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It brings so much ease into your life. And I say, and people get confused by this, but I say like, you can change nothing and this will change everything about your life. And it's, and it's not because, and like, I want to explain this in an easy way. So you're not, you're not like saying, okay, I need to do this. I need to start eating this way. I need to start exercising this way. I need to do this and this and try to change all these things. No, you're just paying attention to what you're doing. And then that creates the change. So yeah, things are changing and you're starting to feel better and take better care of yourself but it doesn't feel like you said, like you're swimming up upstream and trying to force these changes. So mm. you can change nothing 
and this will change everything for you with ease. And then if you're like us with a lot of fun too. <laughs> that is such a beautiful quote. I wrote that down. You can change nothing and this will change everything in your life. Like, cause it does feel very daunting if you're like, okay, I'm going to do a new diet. I'm going to do a new exercise regime, or I'm going to do a new house cleaning schedule or whatever. Like it feels so it's like you're trudging uphill in mud to like make all of these changes, but you're not asking anybody to change anything. You're just simply noticing mm -hmm. and yeah. recording and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the magic happens. Exactly. It is magic. It really is. It really is. Women have freaking superpowers. I mean, why women are not running the world. I, I don't know. One day, one day we will. What one day, <laughs> what are some of the biggest benefits or gains you've seen as a result of doing this, as a result of tracking your cycle and really living, like you said, this like cyclical living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, it's different for everyone, but the, um, like the underlying thing that I hear from literally like every client that I've ever worked with, whether they're trying to get pregnant or trying to like work out their cycle so that it's more regular or whatever, every single client has messaged me some form of like, I just feel so good in my body. Like, it's amazing. I feel so connected to her. Um, I just feel like so good being connected to my body. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is like, that's not what a lot of women, like they don't come to work for me to be like, I want to be more connected to my body. Right. <laughs> you mean you've never gotten one of those DMS, <laughs> right? <laughs> but whatever they come to me for, like that is their, their biggest win out of working together is just feeling amazing being who they are. And it's just like, it brings tears to my eyes. Every time I get one of those messages, I'm just, yes, yes, yes. This, is it. this is it. Like, yeah, all those like quote unquote surface level desires, they're totally valid. Like if you want to look better, feel better, have more energy, like whatever it is, that's totally valid. But like, once we get like the deeper part of those surface desires, like that's where like the real, again, that's where like the real magic happens. And where, um, where women are just like, I feel so good and I can't even describe it, but like, I've never been so connected to my body before. And it's like changing everything. Definitely. Definitely. And I almost think too, something that I'm just kind of realizing now and realizing through learning this is it, it kind of takes the, like getting your period has always kind of been vilified. It's like this villain, right? You know, it's something that has sucked. It is something that historically we have all hated. It is something that was just like, we didn't really understand when it was coming, or maybe we did, or maybe we take birth control because it's so horrible. Now we don't get one. Like it was always just, just like big, gnarly, nasty, like elephant in the room that we, we all knew it was something that we didn't really talk about. And I don't know, it just almost felt like like villainized is the best mm -hmm. word I can think of or vilified. And then now this is kind of taking back the power of that because something in the, the book do less by Kate Northrup talks about is like, that is literally a woman's superpower. Like women's bodies are so freaking magical and powerful. And like, we have this ability to do that. So just the idea of thinking about like my own daughter and like when she finally gets that, you know, of, of, of that age and like teaching her to embrace it instead mm -hmm. of vilifying it, if that makes any sense. Like, I think that's a yeah. beautiful, like mindset shift about it, you know, mm -hmm, for sure. And that's, that's the mindset shift that I see in so many of the women that I work with. They're like, this is amazing. Like, I actually love my body. And I remember like when I first started getting like reconnected with my cycle again, um, and I was on birth control for like way too long <laughs> where I felt like horrible. Um, 
I remember like being a teenager before I went on birth control and always, first of all, being like completely caught off guard when I had my period, because I would pay no attention to my cycles at all. I'd be like, damn it. I have my period again. Like what the... I'd be so mad about it. The day right? you were wearing white shorts too, inevitably. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> be in the middle of like some important event or whatever. And I would just be so mad and I would hate it. And I would get so sick. And it was just like, oh, why do I have to deal with this all the time? And then now, like, you know, as I started to learn about my cycle, I look back at her and I'm just like, I wish I could. Yeah. Like you said, you want to teach your daughter as I want to teach my daughters, like just have them understand like the beauty in it. And like, yeah, like switch that, that mindset of like, it doesn't have to be horrible. It doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to be an inconvenience. Um, we just need to understand like how to work with it and how, how to switch it into your superpower. And it's, yeah, it's so incredible. Love that. Love that. So the question I think you might get a lot or a question that I often have, I now know the answer, but I want you to tell our listeners the answer. If you are on birth control, you can still do this. How can a woman do this? If she's still on birth control, it may not be exactly the same, but right. Right. Yeah. So if you're on birth control, um, so like I said, still definitely because, you know, at the basis of it, like we said a bazillion times, it's so useful to just check in with your body and like understand how you're doing and how you're feeling that day and all those things. So you can still, I would definitely still recommend doing a cycle tracker, just leave um, in the cycle tracker. There's like what phase of your cycle you're in, just leave that blank. And if you really want to dive into um, seasonal energetics or like the energies of the, this different phases or seasons, or even like cyclical nutrition, you can still do all that stuff and then just go off of the phase of the moon. So like we mentioned, um, the different moon phases line up with different phases of your cycle. And you can just pretend like the moon is your, is your cycle and, and go from there. And it's still, there's still so much to be gained, uh, from doing that. Even if, if, even if you're not cycling naturally. Definitely. And I can attest to this. So I have an IUD currently, um, hopefully not for much longer, but that is what I have right now. And it is the one that is hormonal where it suppresses my periods where I almost don't have them. I still have them a little bit sometimes here and there. Um, but I started paying attention to the moon phases. And again, my husband thought I was freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, are you going to go like howl outside? Like what mm-hmm. is happening? I'm like, well, I just might. Okay. If I'm feeling it, I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it is incredible when you notice these patterns, like I, using your cycle tracker, that's where I first started. And I was like, okay, you know, the, here's your new moon. Here's this, here's that. And it, I could start to see patterns evolve. And even though my period is not super regular and doesn't come every single month mm-hmm. when it comes, it comes with the new moon. Oh, wow. And that is not uncommon. Cool. A lot of women way back in, like when we all lived outside ancient days, a lot of women would get their periods with the new moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, just so eye opening just to see that I'm like, shit it's, it's actually working. And like, you know, to notice when there's a full moon, when a lot of times my sleep is a little bit disrupted and my children are freaking nuts yep. a couple of days before a new moon. The teachers always talk about the, or not new moon, the full moon teachers talk about full moons too. Like, so just to notice that mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, okay. I see the new moons coming. Like I might, you know, I might experience a little bit of spotting or a little bit of bleeding. And there it was. And mm-hmm. like, just to be aware of that. So as someone who is on hormonal birth control, you can still do it. It does make a difference. It doesn't make you woo woo. If you don't believe in the woo, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is proven. It is a thing that actually does sync with the moon. So there you have it. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things to talk about too, is syncing with the moon. Cause there are certain things you can do 
if you want to sync with the moon, there's things you can do to, to do that. Cause that's always really fun. And it feels like even more magical when the moon is involved. It really does. And when you think about like how the moon influences the tide, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not a woo woo thing. Like that's an actual scientific thing. And mm-hmm. our bodies are mostly water. So why wouldn't the moon influence our cycles? Right. And it's just the, again, like, I feel like you would like to geek out about how incredible the female body is, but Mm -hmm. how women, when we tend to cycle together or like back in the days where, like you said, we all lived outside and way before there was technology and all of that, like half of the village would cycle at the new moon. And then the other half would cycle at the full moon so that whoever wasn't cycling, whoever wasn't on their period and miserable, maybe could help take care of everybody else. And I'm just like, that's incredible. That's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it makes so much sense, but of course it makes sense because it's mother nature and she makes right? sense in everything she does. Isn't that the truth? Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. Well, if women are curious about this, if they want to dive into more, if they want to work with you, like what are some ways women can connect with you and work with you? Yeah. So the best way to find me is Instagram at MLB family wellness. Um, and I have a lot of fun there. So come DM me there, say hi, or just follow me quietly. I don't care. Um, so come find me there. And I also have a podcast, like you mentioned called living in sync. So you can come find that and, um, yeah, come say hi, tell me what's going on. Tell me if you love your period or not (laughs) download a cycle tracker. And then if you're ready to like really dive in, like your cycle tracker is the best place to start. Like if you're a total beginner, just start with that. But I am running a program that starts February 1st. That is sort of like maybe like one little step up from beginner level. So we go like really, it really, really in depth into like how to fill out your cycle tracker because it, it ha- asks you these questions. Like, like I said, like, how was I feeling emotionally today? And I remember when I first do it, did that, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just like <laughs> did what I needed to do. Like, I don't like, unless it was a day where I was like sobbing, crying or something right. like that. Like I didn't understand how to get in touch with or like reflect on my emotions. So we go through like every single piece of the cycle tracker and help you figure out like how to make it work for you. Um, And then we go through, I've mentioned a few times seasonal energetics. So like the energies of the season. So you'll learn like a little bit more in depth of that. And then um, in the end, we kind of close it off with um, just finding like rhythms and routines to make it uh, to make it a thing that feels good for your mm. everyday life. So if you're, if you want to like really start learning more and diving in more then I'd love to have you join me in deep in, which like I said, starts February 1st. So if you're mm. listening to this before then, then come join us. I love that. So kind of like you're holding our hands through this process and teaching us what to do. And like, what a beautiful foundation at the beginning of the year to mm. understand your body and connect your, with your body and harness what you've learned to help yourself be more of a badass. I mean, I really love that. Y'all definitely go follow her. Um, I will link to your program. I'll link to your podcast or Instagram, like all the good things and your freebie, the cycle tracker, which is amazing. Um, I'll put all that in the show notes for everybody, but I've got kind of three, just fun questions that I like to ask a a lot of my guests. Um, and then we can kind of close it out after that. But my first question is what's your favorite food and your favorite drink? Yeah. So I know you sent these to me ahead of time. I was like, I don't want to read them because I want to like think of them off the cuff. Definitely. My favorite drink is matcha latte. Like every morning I like, that's the reason I get out of bed (laughs) for my matcha latte. Nice. So that's certainly my, or like really any kind of tea. Like I am such a tea drinker and I can drink it all day long. So tea for sure. 
my favorite food. And maybe I should have thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> oh no, it's really hard. And maybe because I'm like all cyclical. So I'm like, well, it depends. Depends on what part of your cycle you're in. <laughs> right. But definitely my favorite meal is breakfast. I love mm. like a really good nourishing breakfast, like with eggs and some healthy protein. Actually, yesterday I had a really delicious lunch. That was like one of my favorite foods, I guess, is for lunch. Like just whatever veggies we have in the fridge and whatever leftover proteins. And I'll just like put it in a big um, skillet and saute it up with some butter, olive oil or something. And it like looks um, disgusting, but it's like so delicious. <laughs> I'm, I too am a breakfast fan. Like I could eat breakfast all day long. Like if you take mm-hmm. me to brunch, I'll be your friend forever. Like I yep. <laughs> breakfast is my favorite. Always, yeah, always for sure. Love it. I love that. Okay. So next fun question is thinking about guilty pleasures. Like if it's just you, you have 24 hours alone, like what would you be doing to just like fill your cup up? Like whether mm. it's a guilty pleasure or not, but just like yeah. you time for 24 hours. Awesome. I love that. Cause I always say, I'm like, I don't have any guilty pleasures. Cause there's nothing I feel guilty. about. Yeah. Well, yes. I like that notion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. Like, okay. If I was alone for 24 hours, like what would I do? It would definitely be. So maybe kind of a guilty pleasure. Cause people make fun of me for this, but I am a huge third eye blind fan. So like anybody who remembers them from the night, yes. they're still making music. And I am obsessed with them. And I've seen them in concert like 10 times. And whenever I have time alone, whether it's in the car at home, like I am blasting third eye blind. So I would definitely be just like singing to third eye blind and dancing in my house for 24 hours straight. I don't know. That's a good throwback. I love that. (laughs) So good. That's taking me back to like my, you know, high school days of Mm -hmm. singing, you know, angsty music as a teen that had nothing to be angsty about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. And then last question is, um, if you read or listen to books on audible, what's the last book that you read? Okay, cool. I am a huge reader. I love reading. I use that my Kindle. So the book I'm actually, my Kindle's right next to me right here. The book I'm reading now is called well-behaved wives. Mm. And, um, it's really good. I think I may be like halfway through and it takes place in Philadelphia in like the sixties, I think. And it's kind of like, about the women's movement, movement, I guess. So it's like this one woman, she just graduated, just got married and just graduated from law school and she wants to be a lawyer and work. But like back then it was like, oh, if you're married, like you can't have a job, like you have to be a housewife. So it's about like this woman joins a circle of like very well-to-do housewifey women who are just basically exist to like make their husbands and kids happy. And she's kind of coming in, like questioning all of that. So now the women are like questioning, like, well, what makes me happy? What do I want? And it's really, it's been really interesting. It's really good. I love that. So it's a, it's a fictional book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds awesome. I love that. I've recently gotten a lot more into reading for fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to ask people, what are you reading more? Cause yeah. I never, not never, but like, I just didn't read much for fun. Like I listened to a lot of nonfiction books on audible, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit burnt out on uh, mm-hmm. nonfiction books. I'm like, I just want to read for fun. Like I just yeah. want a book that is not enriching. That will take me away to a far, far place. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Like every night before bed, I have to read fiction to just kind of separate me from the day and it helps put me to sleep and it, it is fun. Like I do read some nonfiction, like personal development type books, but I can't read them before bed because I feel like yeah. it gets me all thinking and <laughs> it doesn't relax me. So I'm sometimes during, like I'll go through phases where I can go through a nonfiction book, like during the day, but definitely I need the fiction at night to kind of 
separate me from real life. <laughs> Definitely. No, I like to listen to them in the morning, like while I'm working out, or if I've got mm-hmm. like a drive somewhere and I'm like, just kind of mindlessly listening, I'll listen to, like, I listened to the last book I just finished that was nonfiction was, um, the light we carry by Michelle Obama. Fantastic mm-hmm. book, but I wouldn't yeah. want to listen to that right before bed. Um, okay. Yeah. That's on my list. I want to read that. It was I do wonderful. love like memoirs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love memoirs. I read a lot of those. I like that. I like that. This has been such a fun conversation. I feel like I learned, I've known you for a little over a year now, but I learned so much more about you through this conversation. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time and sharing your beautiful knowledge with our listeners. And, um, I'm so happy to bring this to the world. So y'all go give Michelle a follow, go check out her podcast and definitely go look at her freebie and her program deepen, which kicks off the week that this is airing. So go check it out. And thank you so much, my friend. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was really, really fun. Awesome. All right. In case you missed it at the beginning of this episode, I want to make sure you know about my brand new membership called Thrive. It is finally here and out in the world. And I have so many amazing women that are already inside the membership. Women, they're getting access to weekly recipes sent directly to them. Hello. No more scouring blogs or the internet for clean recipes where we are having two calls a month where we are diving into ways to improve your wellness, to eat better, to move better, and to feel amazing in your own body, a place where you're getting personalized recommendations from yours truly and really access to me an accountability coach. This is the perfect blend of group coaching and one-on-one coaching. This is a beautiful opportunity. If you have been wanting to really work on yourself and work on your health without crazy restrictions, without crazy diets, and without crazy unrealistic expectations. If you're curious, I invite you to join us. It's completely month to month. You can click the link in the show notes for more details on how to sign up for Thrive, the membership. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful. Hey, you want to know how you can help me? Why don't you screenshot this podcast and share it to your social media? Tag me. My Instagram is at the fit life with Jessica. Take it another step further and leave me a review and a five-star rating in Apple podcast. It would mean the world to me. Thanks friend. Mm-hmm.